Hello and welcome to Victory Briefings, where we use the Word of God for a victorious life. I'm Dwight Hammond and I'm glad you're listening today. I believe this is a divine appointment with the Word of God. It blesses me to know where you're listening from. Send an email to mailbag at victorybriefings.net or you can post a comment in the mailbag at the bottom of a show notes on our webpage. I may mention your comment in the mailbag section at the end of the podcast. Be blessed by the Holy Spirit as he gives you new revelation knowledge as you hear God's word. Today's message is Inspiration and Authority of Scripture, Part 4. Second Timothy 3.16 tells us all Scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. We've learned from Paul's letter to Timothy that all Scripture is inspired by God. The word inspired comes from two Greek words, theos, meaning God, and paneo, meaning to breathe. So inspired means God-breathed. I want to encourage you to believe the God-breathed Bible. The Holy Scriptures as the Word of God must be received believed, and obeyed as final authority in all things pertaining to life and godliness. Matthew five seventeen through 19 tells us, Do not think that I have come to destroy the law and the prophets I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. Not one jot or one tittle will by no means pass from the law till all is fulfilled. Whoever, therefore, breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches men so shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does and teaches them shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. And John 14.21 tells us, He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. 2 Peter 1.3 tells us, As his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Lots of scripture. Praise God. Yes, receive it all in Jesus' name. Download the outline, Inspiration and Authority of Scripture, and follow along with your Bible. This is foundational stuff, and the body of Christ needs to study it. The Bible must be used in the church as final authority in all matters of teaching, reproof, correction, doctrine, and instruction in righteous living. This makes us completely capable and equipped for every good work. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 We cannot submit to the Lordship of Jesus without submitting to God and His Word as absolute and final authority. It's only the truth that we know that will make us free. John 8.32 Matter of fact, let's look at John 8.32. Let's look at uh, verse 31. John 8.31 Then Jesus said to the Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And verse 32 And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. One of my favorite scriptures. The foundation of being a disciple is abiding in and knowing the word of God. It is only the truth 
that we live and know that will make us free. Faith in the absolute truth of the Bible results in stability of thoughts, words, and actions. It's the absolute truth of the Bible that produces the renewed mind and Christ-likeness that we're looking for. The word if tells us the condition of being a disciple is abiding in the word. There are many believers, but few disciples. Not all Jews believed Jesus. His word has no place in the unbeliever. And you can look at John 8:37. The next verse tells us that. The lack of faith in absolute truth results in fear and insecurity. The world teaches there are no absolutes. We know a lot of people that will say there's no such thing as absolute truth. Well, they don't know the Bible. The Bible is full of absolutes. For example, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, John 14, 6. God says, I will never leave you nor forsake you, in Hebrews 13, verse 5. God's absolute truth provides security. Security removes fear, and fear removed brings freedom. We need to know these things. An unbeliever could be a slave to fear in every area of his life, but a believer should not be. God wants his children to be free, but this isn't always the case. Many believers live in torment and anguish about what they see on the news. They're tormented with fear about what the world leaders might do and what's happening in our nation. If we believe, if we live in the awesome promises of God and the Bible, we realize that everything is going to be okay. Everything's going to be fine because Jesus keeps his word. The Holy Scriptures can only be understood when we are in right relationship with the Holy Spirit. It is he who opens our minds to understand its meaning and gives us the inward witness of its authority. What we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 12 I want to remind you of God's faithfulness. Let's take a stand in these things of God. We must use the inspired word of God to conquer the power of sin, Satan, and the world in our lives. Matthew 4, verse 4. Um, look at Ephesians six twelve and James one twenty one for that. The scriptures must be loved, treasured, and guarded by all those of the church who see it as God's only truth for a lost and dying world. We must safeguard its doctrines by faithfully adhering to the teaching, proclaiming its saving message, entrusting it to faithful men, and defending it against all those who would destroy and and distort its eternal truths. Paul mentions the defense of the gospel in Philippians 1.17. God gave Paul the important task of defending the content of the gospel as defined in Scripture. All believers are called upon to defend biblical truth and to resist those who would distort the faith. Paul's words seem foreign to those ministers today who feel no need to earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered to the saints. Jude 3, 2 Timothy 1, verses 
13 and 14 tells us to hold fast the pattern of sound words which you have heard from me in faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. That good thing which was committed to you, keep by the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. The sound words are the fundamental revelation of Christ and the apostles and the doctrines taught by Paul to Timothy. Timothy was to hold fast these truths in faith and love in Christ Jesus, never depart from them, and never compromise them, even if it means suffering rejection and persecution. Today it's popular in some churches to focus on experience more than doctrine. This is contrary to Paul's pastoral letters. In verse 14 there, Paul says, Keep by the Holy Spirit. A pastor or teacher must guard and defend the gospel committed to him even in a day when many depart from the faith. Timothy's instructions were to defend the word of God against attack and challenge the church if it was tempted to stray from the truth. This was necessary to guarantee salvation for himself and for those under his charge. Guarding the word, guarding the truth is an interesting concept. Guarding of the, of the deposit of faith must be done with the help of the Holy Spirit. It is he who inspired the infallible truths of Scripture, and it is he who is the great guide and defender of the truth, defending the faith once delivered unto the saints. Jude 3 again means standing faithfully beside the Holy Spirit. And one thing for sure no one may add anything to the scriptures or take anything away. Deuteronomy 4.2 tells us, You shall not add to the word which I command you, nor take from it, that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you. You shall not add to the word, nor take from it. Anything that contradicts, modifies, or changes scripture must be rejected by those who follow God. His word, the Bible itself, is our highest authority and the ultimate truth. Uh, Revelation 22, verse 19 tells us, And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. God shall take away. Wow. We cannot afford to have a careless attitude towards the Bible, and that attitude is manifested if we choose to believe only certain parts of God's revelation and reject other parts that we do not like, or if we teach our own ideas as if it were part of God's Word itself. Now I'll leave you with this final thought. Today is the same as the beginning of the human race. Failure to take God's word with absolute seriousness is a matter of life and death. You can see that in uh, Genesis 3, verse 3 and 4. I hope you're subscribed and will make it a part of your ministry to share this message with others. Until next time, God bless you, my friend. This program and other materials are available at victorybriefings.net. Mm-hmm.